everybody. Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the coronavirus and how it's making business owners and my staff and employees at Blackjack deal. And some of the anxiety that they're having, some of the hope that they're having, the opportunity that they see, all of this stuff. Um, on last week's episode, we talked to Matt White, who's uh, my hiring coach. We basically talked about um, how to manage different personalities and personality profiles and how they could potentially be feeling during this time and how everybody looks through a little bit different lens. So today we can actually see the practical application of that. We're going to, I basically asked a question to a bunch of different business owners in the altitude group, the seven figure altitude mastermind group. And I posed the same question to my employees and my staff at blackjack. So the question was basically, um, how are you guys feeling right now? Like what's going on? Are you anxious? Are you excited? What, what do you, what are you feeling? Um, describe it a little bit, give some feedback on some of the things that you're seeing in the marketplace and how are you managing that? And same thing with my staff, same question. So stay tuned. I'm going to roll the theme music and then we'll see how they answer. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Seven Figure Flipping is on a mission to help serious investors do more deals, make more money, work fewer hours, and get their lives back. Here's your host, Seven Figure Flipping CEO, Bill Allen. All right. Are you guys excited for this? This is going to be a really fun episode. I reached out to a bunch of different Seven Figure Altitude members and uh, basically asked them, what's going on in your world right now? So share a little bit about what's going on with the coronavirus, with your business. What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? And um, I've shared a little bit about me. I did a webinar a little while ago. I've also shared on the last podcast kind of how I'm feeling, a little opportunistic, right? And also feeling maybe a little bit guilty about that from time to time, just because um, I know some people are going to go through some hard times and we live in a distressed world and a distressed environment for us to do our deals. So when distress goes up, we know that there's opportunity there for us. But the whole goal for us is to help as many people as, as we can through this time. And if we're going out with that kind of integrity, then I know that we're going to uh, make money. We're going to help other people. We're going to you know, create more jobs for folks. Uh, and uh, I'm, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I don't think I should feel bad about it. I don't think you should either. So uh, depending on where you are, kind of if you're just starting your business, if you're growing it, or if you have a scaled up business like we do, then I think there's something in this episode for you. And it's, I've gotten a chance to listen to a lot of these interviews ahead of time. And um, so we have some great people that have submitted some responses to my questions. So I can't wait for you guys to kind of tag along and listen to it as we, as we put them together. The, remember, these are, we're going to start with the seven-figure altitude members. So these are business owners. Uh, to get into seven-figure altitude, they have to be doing over $200,000 in gross profit per year and more than about 10 deals a year. So most of these people are doing anywhere from uh, 20, 30 to upwards of hundreds of deals per year. So keep that in mind. I, I wanted this to go with them because they are the ones that have employees, they have contractors, they have um, different mouths to feed other than just themselves. So some of the stress comes from keeping people on payroll, keeping people busy and being responsible for all of that. And I know that's where some of the uh, stress for me comes from right now. You know, a lot of people are getting laid off. A lot of people are losing their jobs. And it's my goal in my company to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen. I take care of my staff. I can take care of my team. We've got absolute rock stars and we've uh, actually hired people through this and not had to let anybody go. So I know we talked about some of the personality profiles before on the last episode. So if you haven't watched that, go back and check it out. And um, hopefully you'll see some of that come out in some of these people based on how they feel and the emotions that are involved. So uh, really exciting. We got about 10 people that I'm going to share with you here. So let's 
check it out. If uh, they're going to say their name, kind of typically where they're from, introduce themselves a little bit, but I'm just going to roll them all uh, back to back to back. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this and then I'll come back on and introduce my staff and my employees. Okay. I'm Danny Lynn Robinson, a seven-figure Altitude member, and I'm feeling both anxious and excited right now. I think it would be a lie for me to say I'm one more than the other because I feel like both emotions are hitting me simultaneously all day, every day since the COVID crisis started. I would say that stress is building because I've chosen to fight through this and have the faith that we will see this to the other side and be better for it, which means I'm taking risks to not just keep my entire team, but hire more team members during a time where many people need jobs. My words to my team when this all began was that this was going to give us the opportunity to really focus on the 20% of work that creates 80% of the results. And doing that would mean that we won't just survive, we will thrive. I was very excited and still am because this new insane focus is allowing us to really take advantage of opportunities that we're seeing in the market and how we can help solve problems. Where I've been less productive was at the very beginning when I felt like this whole thing came out of nowhere and it turned my world upside down. Everything that we were doing needed a fresh look with a new set of eyes and wisdom. So we literally sat down and reviewed and fine-tuned every team member's quarter two goals to make sure we were laser focused on what would move the needle. I believe doing that gave the team the confidence they needed to see that the leaders are paying attention to what's changing and what we need to do in order to make it through this and land in a better position than we are today. I'm very thankful as well to be a part of a mastermind group where we've all been making moves like this and we get to collaborate and help each other along the way. Hi guys, I'm Todd Jones uh, with Seven Figure Flipping, the Altitude Group. And uh, I'm from Washington State, here to talk to you a little bit about COVID and how it's affected my business and how I see myself and the future and so forth. So anyways, uh, once again, I'm here in Washington State. So as you all know, we had the first case in the US that, that we know of anyhow. And so our governor was pretty aggressive with it and he uh, made construction non-essential. So construction was non-essential, real estate was non-essential, so basically all construction was shut down and all showings and so forth. So at that time, I have my own crews. I exclusively flip, by the way. And so I have my own crews. I pulled all my guys and uh, we weren't working. Houses that I've turned over to general contractors, I gave those guys the option, hey, do you wanna keep working? You do what's best for you. You guys make those decisions. Um, I was blessed because they all chose to keep working and they, they got away with it. So anyways, uh, so that was, uh, that was a plus. I had three houses going with those guys at that time. And so everything kept moving along as planned. Um, houses though, again, that I did have, um, active listings on, they weren't getting showings. They stopped. I'd finished one up right at that time. Actually, no, I had four working on one just got wrapped up anyhow. Um, so, um, I don't know, pros and cons to COVID there's a, there's both. So I guess starting with the cons, I like to get the negative over with and finish with the positive. So the negative part, the bad part is we are losing a ton of buyers. So, and when I say buyers, I'm talking like a lot of first time home buyers and so forth. So 60% of my deals that were under contract set the close have fallen apart. And every single one of them have fallen apart due to buyers losing um, financing because of losing employment. So that's been a challenge. Um, it makes me nervous for what we have in the future for buyers. 
Um, I really focused on those first time home buyers here in our area because that, that market was really tight. Um, you didn't have to get quite as picky with the houses. You still made them look really nice. They were clean, they were safe. And you do a few little design features that made them stand out from all the others and then you call it good. And uh, so I would focus on those and not go with as much as the higher end homes. It worked well for me. Um, that now is going to be changing, I would imagine, because a lot of those um, folks that are unemployed right now are a lot of the first time home buyers. They're in the restaurant industry and this type of thing, hospitality and so forth. So that is something that I need to kind of tweak or when I'm buying those houses, I just have to be prepared to price those more competitively to where mine's getting first looks at and I'm selling, I'm gonna put those under contract quicker. So that's what I'm trying to do there, but that does make me nervous. Um, the unknown for the future makes me nervous, but with that said, um, I feel incredibly blessed. I mean, I feel really lucky. There's so many people out there struggling and um, I honestly feel like for myself, I've got a ton of opportunities and I feel like this is gonna work out really well. I have a little bit of guilt with that. I'm not gonna lie, I have a little bit of guilt. I think about people that are gonna be hurt really bad and I'm probably getting off course here a little bit, but not just in the US, but I, I think of other countries. You know, we just got back on our, well, not just got back, but we were on our cruise, the seven figure flipping cruise. And I think about, um, you know, a lot of those workers in some of those other countries that we stopped at, it's like, you know, they're not getting any assistance. And some of those, you know, look at Mexico and so forth, and those people that, you know, how do they eat? You know, it's, um, yeah, so anyway, it's tough. Anyway, sorry, took a wrong turn there. So let me get back on course here. Um, so getting back on course, um, opportunities. I see a ton of them, I really do. I see a lot of opportunities. As soon as this happened, um, it was tough to get phone calls from for deals around here, you know? So I'd have to do my own marketing and so forth. And wholesalers, um, their stuff was just going for too expensive, auctions, same thing, and that sort of thing. Since this has happened, now all of a sudden, my phone's been ringing from other rehabbers trying to offload stuff. Um, there's one wholesaler locally um, that is only calling me exclusively because his other buyers aren't reliable. And they are, uh, and they, a lot of these people have lost their hard money lenders. So that, as much as I hate to see other people struggle, I feel really, really good with. So I see opportunities there. Um, I just think that, well here, it's just really thinning things out. And so I just, I've had picks of homes. I've picked up two homes recently that there's no way I would have gotten them before. But now all of a sudden those are opportunities. As a matter of fact, one of them off the MLS. And um, yeah, so that end of it seems like it's gonna be a lot easier. And so I'm just gonna keep focusing, moving forward, buying things smarter and leaving myself some wiggle room. And as my good friend Terry Berger said, I'm gonna focus on the double, triples and home runs. I'm not worrying about those singles. I can't be cutting things too tight. So anyways, I'm gonna wrap this up. Hope you guys are having a blessed day and you take care, all right? Be safe. I'm Glenn Williams with k and Investments. We buy, rehab, and resell houses in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. Uh, our company has been on a conservative growth pattern for the past few years, so thankfully we aren't stretched too thin at this point with everything that's going on. Uh, the first half of the year has been our best half year ever, thanks to the hard work and dedication of my team over the past year or so. Uh, we're in a little bit of a low deal volume-wise right now, 
which is allowing us to hone our skills to become exceptional in areas where we had been just acceptable before. Uh, by doing this, we'll become even better positioned to help the people who need our assistance, which is unfortunately likely to become larger in numbers over the upcoming months. For us, this time also serves as a reminder to focus as much as possible only on the things that we can control. I mean, we're bombarded on a daily basis with news and updates concerning things that we have no control over. Spending our time and energy in those areas robs our ability to really serve those who need us. We can't control everything that goes on around us, but we can control how we respond to it. We can also serve to limit some of our exposure to it by focusing on the present and those around us on a day-to-day -day basis and unplugging from all the noise, inputs, and such from TV, radio, the internet, and social media. Uh, for every business right now, this time requires a return to the basics. Many or most of the businesses had gotten away from this. In order to survive and thrive going forward, we all need to get back to what we do well and get rid of the rest that will not be a core part of our success going forward. Thankfully, by making these changes, focusing on what we can control and being conservative and growing from a strong foundation, it has allowed us to continue forward with as little stress and uncertainty as one can have at a time like this. My name is Darren Smith with Sell My House to Smith. We're a wholesaling and a little bit of flipping company out of Colorado Springs in Pueblo, Colorado. We did about 50 transactions last year and have five full-time employees and then five or six VAs uh, assistants. So just give you a context of the scale. This uh, coronavirus thing, you know, in the beginning, uh, definitely had us a little bit nervous, just kind of, you know, how to react. But in a very short time, um, through working with my team and also through kind of hearing how things are going from everybody else in seven-figure flipping, we quickly saw this as a major opportunity uh, and it almost, it turned into excitement and we've responded um, with our actions and dollars and processes since then treating it as such. We've, uh, compl we're completely redoing our website since then. We've done a lot more focus uh, online interaction with our sellers uh, talking about coronavirus, um, using that in our uh, negotiation, but also just on how we can help them you get to a better place. Also spending a lot more time focusing on our buyers. Um, we almost had a couple of deals fall out through to, due to funding, uh, getting a little bit crazy and, and drying up. We instantly hit the phones, called all the private lenders, all the hard money lenders out there, any institutions, found out who was doing deals, and we were able to keep some back together, find new lenders, and close deals uh, because of that action. Also doing uh, podcasts and stuff to let people know what's going on has brought us even new buyers. And our lenders, the lenders are super happy with that too, because we're making those connections and they're getting more deals and done because they're responding to this market. The other opportunity we saw this kind of just opened up, but we're opening up in a new market. There was a, a business that uh, somebody else had grown to a big scale and they decided to pivot to something else. And they put their wholesaling flipping business up for sale. And we saw that as an opportunity to go to a second market. We're doing so much virtually right now already with what we do, closing over the phone, just sending in photographers, maybe. Um, so that setup that we had where everything is already online, on the phone, 
made it a really easy transition to open up into another market, just taking our same processes and people and doing that. So yeah, definitely, uh, you know, not saying that we're not trying to be cautious and, and keep some reserves aside, but we also dipped into that a little bit to spend more and take advantage of this opportunity to help more people uh, and grow our market share. Have a great day and best of luck. Hey, what's up guys? This is Tyler Jensen. I'm with the Altitude Group. I am a rehabber based out of Utah. And things I'm kind of nervous about and stressed about is that we've had, we've listed five properties in six weeks and all five of them have, the buyers have canceled. So whether they've lost their job or they got scared or something happened, that always stresses me out because you count on that cash flow and then it doesn't happen. And so that kind of makes me a little nervous. Luckily, that four of those five properties are back under contract and we'll be closing on a couple of them this week and a couple next week. And so that's always a huge relief, but it's always, it makes me nervous on cash flow wise and any rehabber can speak to this, that your cash flow is always ebb and flow with your, with doing rehabs. And so that's, that's been a, a stress to me is that we've had all these properties that we thought we were going to get cash coming back and then buyers would wait out their due diligence and then they would cancel, they'd lose their job or would get to closing or something would happen and we'd have to start all over. So that always stresses me out. But um, as far as opportunity, it's a great market for wholesalers and for rehabbers because if foreclosures go up or something like that happens for rehabbers, it's really good because we can just buy houses deeper. And so I'm really excited for the opportunity that's coming because as a, as a rehabber, I've been through a recession before I started in 2008. I kind of understand how that all works. If we need to transition to short sales and foreclosures, we could totally do that fairly quickly and we can react really quickly. But that's, we got a lot of really good deals back when I first started in 2008. And if something like that were to happen again, that would be totally okay with me because I think that we could adapt and we'll take advantage of the opportunity. So either way, I, I'm looking forward to the future. I think it's been really great, the uh, PPP loan has helped us out immensely as well. I'm super grateful for Bill Allen for helping us coach me through that and getting that done. So that took a relief off of our cash flow a little bit is that we had that loan. I can still make payroll. I can pay my guys. So all of that stuff is uh, good. But yeah, looking forward to the opportunity. A little stressed out, but that's all good. So Hi, my name is Chris Logan. My wife, Heather Logan, and I are members of Seven Figure Altitude. And if I had to describe the overall feeling that I have right now, it's a feeling of peace. And while that may seem strange with everything going on in the world right now and all the uncertainty, um, mainly that comes from uh, me knowing that God works out everything for our benefit and for his good. Uh, and so I have confidence in that. Um, you know, I seek him every single morning in prayer, asking what the direction should be for our business that we should take. And when I get the answers, I implement those things into our business. And that's what gives me the confidence to move forward. Um, I feel right now, um, over communication with buyers, lenders, and our team is also something that's been really helpful for us. Um, over communicating with our buyers, say, listen, you know, where do you feel like the market's at right now? How do you feel like this is going to affect the market when we exit? How is this affecting your 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 uh, your buy numbers? Right, your material costs have material costs gone up? How is this affecting your um, your uh, sale times? Are you experiencing longer sale times? Um, reaching out to our lenders, you know, how is this impacting interest rates? How is this impacting loan to value? All those types of things, all those really important answers that we need to decide the direction that we're going to be heading into as a real estate wholesale company um, are the answers that we're, we're getting. We're surveying our list, using SurveyMonkey, putting together lists of questions, sending it out to our buyers list, having them get that back to us, and then taking that data and acting on that real data. 
um, you know, we're prospecting for lenders right now just as hard as we are for cash buyers, right? So that way, if for whatever reason we have a lender lined up for a property or a buyer has a lender lined up for a property and that lender falls through, we have two, three, four, five, ten other lenders that they can choose from um, that will all have a chance of funding that deal. Uh, over communicating with our team, being very honest with them right now, the market is, hey guys, here's where the market's at. Here's the direction we're heading into. Um, you know, we'll continue to update you guys as, as we start to see the effects of what's going on in the market on our business. And we're not gonna be making any changes uh, within our business until we start to see some of those effects trickling down, trickling down the line. So I think that also gives them confidence in knowing that we're not just gonna you know, cut their salaries or, or cut their pay right at the first sign of trouble. We're gonna wait to see what are the impacts of this and are we starting to see some of those warning signs? And if we do, how can we better prepare as a team to move forward in the direction accordingly? So I feel like that gives um, your team a lot of confidence um, and our team a lot of confidence in the direction we've been moving into. So uh, these are just some things that we've been doing. Um, lastly, I feel like that this has given us a unique opportunity to look at our business from a 30,000 square foot view and say, where are areas of true opportunity right now? Where are areas that we can double down? Where are areas that are waste that we can trim the fat? Uh, we're looking at all those things to see how we can become a better business, more efficient. Um, I know that we've, we've saw some recurring costs that we were able to just eliminate that we probably wouldn't have even uh, taken the time to really sit down and do uh, for at least a couple of months had this not happened. Um, we saw areas of opportunity that maybe you know, we wouldn't have noticed as closely had we not taken the time out to really sit down and do this. Um, we've outsourced parts of our business, parts of our marketing, having someone come in and run a lot of that, uh, which is something that I just didn't have time to do with how busy we were before, before all this started going on. So in the beginning, when this whole thing started happening, my mentality was, you know what, let's pray about this. Let's just see how the market reacts. Let's just take each day one day at a time and address things as they come and move forward that way. And that's the only way that I felt we could really do it. I felt like a, you know, a, a, um, a really overreaction to what was going on was not going to help anything or anyone. And I felt as a business owner, we just had to be very careful of the decisions that we made, how we reacted as leaders, my wife and I as leaders um, in the company to the events going on to keep our team confident and uh, keep the growth happening. So if anything I would say that we've been doing right now, it's been hiring, it's been growing, and it's become more efficient and just be overall becoming a better business. So um, hope that helps, but that's really been our focus and what we've been uh, what we've been doing and how we've been responding to all the events that have taken place. Hi everyone, I'm Amanda with Seven Figure Flipping and I am based out of Tulsa. I started the year off with a goal of really um, focusing on wholesaling and we were off to a great start and then kind of around March, of course, stay at home, stay at place, orders came down and so um, my team started working from home and so that actually was an awesome opportunity for us to highlight some some weaknesses that we have that, you know, I think we're kind of being hidden when we're in the office. And so kind of throughout this entire thing, I've oscillated from stress and anxiety, I think, to also a lot of optimism and hope because it's really given us a chance to see what we're made of. And our team basically cut in half. Uh, we lost three people over a four week period. And really it was just for non-performance. We just didn't have the right people in the right seats. 
And so this has really forced us to kind of go back to the drawing board and regroup and and really see who needs to be where. It's also really helped me look at my hiring process. Uh, we had a great seven-figure event that just basically spoke to me, all the things that I needed to find um, staff members and get them in the right seat. So although we are stressed and anxious um, and we've, we've had to really pivot a lot, and so money was coming in very easily with wholesale deals, and so now we're looking at doing some more buy and holds and we're gonna get back into flipping a little bit more focusing on some pre-foreclosure and, and doing some short sales. And so we're just, we're pivoting. And so that, that part is exciting and also um, rising to that challenge. So the people I do have left in place are the right people. And so last Friday we signed two contracts in one day. So that was awesome. We're, we're starting to move in the right direction. We haven't quit marketing during this whole thing. And so we're hoping that we're going to kind of be last man standing, but again, um, there's a ton of uncertainty. We want to make sure that we're in a good position and that we're not leveraged too highly. And so, um, like I said, it, it oscillates between completely exciting and really stressful and, and anxious ridden. It's almost like a roller coaster ride, but, um, I, I really get a lot of resources and support through this group and throughout it, just each time we've changed, faced a challenge then our team has kind of looked at, okay, well, how can we do this differently? I will say that our systems are getting so much more um, streamlined and efficient. There's no room for waste in this economy and in this market. And so it's really helped us kind of look and see what wasn't working. And, you know, forever I've kind of said, oh, I'm going to dig into my KPIs, but this forces you to, you really have to look and see what's, what's working and what's not. So um, that's been a good opportunity for us to reflect and grow. And man, we've learned a lot. So I have a feeling we're going to continue to learn a lot. But those are some of the issues we're struggling with. Um, but we're actually going to be hiring, and I'm excited about that to find these right folks. So thanks so much. This is Ryan Smith with Lead Smith. Uh, a couple quick things about the coronavirus and in business. Uh, I think the first thing we need to do is constantly um, look from the perspective of our clients and identify, you know, what what situations are they dealing with right now? You know, what what issues are they having? And I think that at this point in time, it's it could be fairly fluid. Um, so I think we regularly need to uh, put ourselves in their shoes, identify what struggles they're having right now, and what can we do to help them get through those problems. So that would be the first piece. The second piece is. At some point in time, even though I don't know the date right now, all this stuff is going to die down and things are going to get back to some sort of normal. And I think what we need to do is, you know, when that date comes, and let's say for argument's sake that it's August 1st, on August 1st, I think the framework we need to have is when August 1st comes and life gets back to normal, what did we do for the last four, six months, whatever it's been? to better position ourselves for when that date comes. And what I mean by that is what did we create? What systems did we put in place in our business that is going to help us in the future? What did we do now to set ourselves up for success in the future? And I think if we use those two frame sets, uh, frameworks for um, how, we, how we deal with the whole deal, I think we're going to be a lot better shaped than most. And I think we're going to be more proactive than reactive, which which is the key. So I hope that helps. I wish you the best of luck. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. The It's interesting to hear from each and every different member. They've got different things going on. They've got different kinds of businesses. Some are flippers, some are wholesalers. Some are doing more volume, some less. 
And they all seem pretty positive, I think. Like the uh, opportunity is there, a lot of these things. Um, seeing some of the, it's almost like a pause button hit for a little while for us in our business last, um, last month. So in April, we had a down, we usually do about 15 to 20 contracts a month. In April, we did nine. And what happened was a lot of that got kicked down the road. I feel like the pause button kind of hit, the sellers weren't ready to move out of their house. So we kind of asked them what they want to do. Uh, some of the buyers lost financing. Some of, some of them got a little bit scared. Those kind of things happened. And it just kicked a lot of stuff into May. In May, we have 24 contracts on the books. So you can see a lot of what we typically did in April moved to May. What that does to, for my business is I end up actually losing a lot of money in April because I have a big payroll and I have staff and I have marketing expenses and all the overhead and operational expenses that we have in the company. So um, what I saw was uh, a lot of people get like see that and go, oh no, this, I, I got to turn around. I got to run the other direction. And some people push through that and we're pushing through it right now. And I think May is going to show us the, um, uh, how well we can do right now as things start picking up. Now we're doing, you know, two, three deals a week. Like we normally do, we're assigning contracts. I saw three or four assignment contracts come through yesterday and, um, things are starting to work in. And what else I'm seeing is a lot of the flippers are realizing that they got to fill their, their pipeline their pipeline's starting to dry up. They're seeing the demand is still there. And so they're coming back to us and saying, okay, what do you have? Uh, We're back in the game. The financing is coming back, a lot of those things. So um, I feel like that pause button is kind of easing a little bit right now. So hopefully that's helpful for you guys. Um, So we just wrapped up the Seven Figure Altitude members. They're talking about their business, some of the things that they're seeing, some of the struggles that they're having, some of the wins that they've had. And now what I want to do is I asked the same question to some of my staff members at Blackjack. And um, you know, it's interesting. Some of them took a personal um, response to it. So like what's going on in their personal life, which I think is great. And what I want you to get from this is I want you to hear that um, and start thinking about what your team is feeling. What are your staff members feeling? What are your employees feeling? Where's that stress coming from? Go back to that podcast that I did with Matt White about the personality profiles and think about who your team is. What is your staff? What's the, the, the build out of your team? So what different personality profiles that you have inside of the company? And then how, how do you think that they're feeling? Where some, people, some person might feel excitement, another person might feel major stress and anxiety. So think about that. Remember, we all look through a different lens when we do this. So here's a couple of my team members, uh, leadership team members and staff in Blackjack, kind of talking about some of the things that are going on in their personal life or even is there in their business life. So what do they think about Blackjack? Um, I know Chad went into kind of the background of the company, the, the history and how he was feeling, uh, some of the um, struggles he had when he initially came on. Uh, not necessarily just the coronavirus, but a little bit. I think you can take a lot of that stuff and say, and look in the mirror for your company and say, how are we doing? How are we treating our people? Do our people feel like they have a ceiling over their head or do they feel like they have further to go? So uh, hopefully this is helpful. And uh, I want to share a couple of my team members with you guys. It's not something that that I've asked them to do before. And this is not a podcast that I've ever set up before where I take basically clips and put them together for you guys. So I hope you're enjoying it. Stay tuned. Right now, we're going to listen to some of the members from my Blackjack team. Hey, Bill. So some things the last couple months that have um, maybe added a little bit of uh, stress or whatever to uh, personal and business life with regard to uh, COVID-19. Um, you know, obviously, um, with a lot of unknowns, you know, comes a little bit of extra added stress. Uh, we've had to do things a little bit differently. We had to shift around some of our strategies and bond models uh, within a company. So, um, you know, anytime there's, a, there's an unknown um, or the, I guess, the, 
the rule book that you've been operating with for a while changes um, and things maybe aren't working as well as they were before. There's always a little bit of added um, added stress, um, questions and that types of things. But you know, uh, the one thing that we do good as a company is we we're, we adapt quickly. Uh, we're we're very we're very dynamic and. Um, I've been very, very pleased with the company's ability to do that and maneuver through the hurdles that uh, we've seen so far. Um, and I think it just makes us stronger as a team. And, uh, you know, you, you, you bond um, and you grow together as a team, uh, especially from a leadership position um, during shared experiences and specifically shared experiences through uh, rough times and change and being able to, you know, get through rough times together. And, you know, on the other side of that, um, it makes everybody stronger. So. That's what I'm getting from this is that it doesn't matter what the current condition is uh, out there. We've got a great team and I know that we can adapt and, and when the cheese moves, we're going to be there uh, and move with it. So that's, um, that's what's made me super proud of, of, of the team, given everything is in their performance, uh, their mindsets and their you know, willingness to do whatever needs to get done uh, to keep us moving forward. So that's been good from a personal perspective, uh, you know, my wife had a baby during this time frame. Uh, my daughter Drew is um, two and a half weeks old. So uh, you know, leading up to that, it was a you know a stressful time. Uh, obviously, you know, um, having a baby and um, you know getting everything prepped for that's a stressful time anyway. But uh, there were some questions around you know was the hospital going to let me back there and some of the things that I think really added to the anxiety for her. So fortunate enough, uh, everything went great. Pregnancy went great. Birth went great. Um, you know, things were a little different. They, they didn't allow, uh, any visitors. So I was the only one allowed in the hospital. So that, that kind of added, you know, a little bit of new perspective to, um, to some things with having nobody come and visit and, uh, you know, not maybe grandparents not being able to see the baby for a week or so. Um, you know, their nursery and some other things that, you know, normally you would, they would take the baby out and go do some of the things. All that was closed. So um, different, definitely a different experience uh, with this baby um, as opposed to what we did for um, our first child. So um, just perspective for me uh, from a, a professional and personal standpoint there. Uh, as a whole, look, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, these things, these things come and go and whether or not it's the, you know, uh, economy crashing, uh, in 2008 to, you know, um, 9-11 affecting the economy and the real estate market to COVID. I mean, it's to, if, if you're not expecting to have to deal with one of these things at least once every five to eight years, then I think you're being a little bit naive. So um, the good thing is, is that, you know, look, we, we, we're confident in our abilities. We're, we're a bunch of A players and we know that uh, no matter what the situation throws out of us, we're going to figure out a way to win and, and keep pushing forward. So uh, we just adapt and overcome what's in front of us and, and keep pressing forward. So um, that's kind of where that's kind of my mindset. Um, like I said, I'm not not necessarily none. Of, it doesn't come without you know a little bit of stress here and there. But uh, there's a guy uh, Gary John Bishop wrote a book, um, and uh, the title is "Un F Yourself" is the title of it. It's about mindset. It's uh, it's really good um, if you haven't read it. And he talks about um, our addictions. To predictions and that's being able to predict what's going to happen tomorrow and uh, we get we get um, we get caught into that into that uh, that cycle of you know who's going to win the Super Bowl and who's going to win this and who's going to win this who's going to get elected president and all that and that you know our ability to predict the future uh, if you will is uh, what causes a lot of our anxiety and that if we would just kind of relax and let life happen and know that uh, you know we've made it this far 
and that if we keep doing what we're doing, we will win and, um, and we'll be a lot happier person for it. So um, it's easier said than done. So I try to take kind of that approach and just say, look, you know, whatever tomorrow holds, uh, you know, we're gonna, do, I'm gonna do my best, I'm gonna work hard and uh, that's all we can do. And um, so that, that, that's kind of what helps me kind of deal with some of the stress is knowing that, um, you know, I'm 36 years old and uh, so far so good. Uh, the way we've been doing things and me and my wife is, has, has been working and um, and I know that there's not there's not anything that could um, could happen um, from a economic standpoint or a business standpoint that would uh, make me approach the day by day any differently so um, I wish everybody good luck out there hope everybody's doing okay and uh, I'm out thanks Hi, my name is Madison Dinkelman. I'm the financial controller for Blackjack Real Estate. Today I want to talk about some of the concerns I've had over the past few months and probably going to continue to have over the next month in relation to my life from a professional standpoint and also from a personal standpoint. From a professional standpoint, I think my biggest concern has obviously been the health of our company, the financial health of our company, um, making sure that we are really, really focusing on what we're spending. Are we spending money in, in areas that aren't necessary right now? Are we driving and pushing to bring in the most revenue we can from every different area that's possible? So I think um, the biggest thing that has helped us in, in focusing on that bottom line is really being supportive of each other um, within our company, especially our management team. I know we've had a few extra meetings throughout the months just to really focus on these different areas you know, what can we do? What can we cut out? So I think that's been one of the biggest concerns of mine over the past few months and what will continue to be a concern of mine. Um, Blackjack Real Estate is a virtual company. We have teammates all over the United States. We come together um, virtually. So I think one of the biggest things that I have had in, in relationship to this company is, is the focus of the support. Um, I think it is more crucial than ever for teams um, to really, really support one another. Put yourself in and around people that really have a positive attitude. Um, let's, you know, with the attitude of how are we going to get through this? What are we going to do? Um, let's do this. Let's do that. And I think with Blackjack Real Estate, that has really been a strong focus of ours. And we have really, really excelled in that. Um, being at home has been a little bit of a struggle and a concern of mine. I have a three-year-old at home. Um, her daycare has been closed and will continue to be closed over the next few months, um, or at least until the 1st of June. Hopefully, that is when it opens back up. But it has been a, a struggle to, to balance life and to balance working and all of that kind of stuff um, over, the, over the past few months and, and will be over the next month. But being in the financial position that I am in, I think my biggest concern, um, like I mentioned, will be the health of our company and has been the financial health of our company. So that is all I have for today and I will talk to you guys later. Hey, so cutting this video on how I'm currently feeling about Blackjack Real Estate. Um, I've been with the organization for a few years now and sat in a lot of different seats. Uh, this Blackjack is, company that's very near and dear to my heart and one that I just I, I love to watch continue to succeed um, I've done everything from you know acquisitions 
dispositions. I've helped out on the operations side, uh, sat in the sales manager seat for a long time, and now I'm in the, the sales trainer seat, really focusing on making sure that the salespeople are excelling and driving revenue. And what I'll say is, you know, I'll start with some of the things that I love about the company that I think are continuing to push us forward and some of the the major reasons why it's 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 a high performing company and then at the end I do want to talk about one of the reasons why I almost left in the beginning and a struggle that I had within the organization and why I think that uh, you know it might help somebody in that similar situation so for me you know and I'm, I have some notes jotted down I just don't want to make sure I don't want to miss anything for me the one thing about the organization is is they absolutely abide by the core values uh, Blackjack is a, a company that, you know, extreme ownership, uh, stewardship, hard work, integrity, personal and professional development are those core values. And we, we hire, fire, train. Every conversation is backed by those core values hands down. And I think that is a really driving force for everybody on the team because they just know that if it doesn't pass that core value, if it doesn't pass through that core values lens, we're not doing it right. So for an organization where you're starting to build out your team, make sure those core values are instilled at the foundational level, right? And it's not just a poster on the wall, but it's something that you actually abide by, right? We have fired people for violating the core values, right? And that needs to be, they need to be adhered to uh, without flex for the most part, right? Um, so that's a, a huge point. I would say another one, professionals pushing each other. The big thing that Nate, Nate Johnson, the COO uh, made very clear when he came on board is that like, you know, we're not a family. This is not, you know, some sit around, hold hands, kumbaya. Like we are a high performing team and we are professionals and we're going to push each other and we have healthy conflict and it gets, you know, it can get heated sometimes on some of our meetings, but we are, we, everything is amicable right? Nothing is personal. It is business, but we are high performing professionals. And, and of course, yeah, we become friends, but it's the business first, right? We're not, it's not a family oriented uh, organization, which I, I personally really, really love. Um, piggybacking off that, there's no time for drama. Uh, we don't, we nip that stuff in the bud very quickly. Uh, it's like I said, it's not like a family type organization. So we don't have time for the, for the drama, right? We, we have an issue, we address it. Um, another thing they love promoting, making mistakes. So we, as a company love to empower our people to make mistakes. And we say, listen, you're going to make mistakes. It's inevitable. Make them, make them once, learn from them. Don't make the same one twice. That's what we expect. But we are willing to not handhold throughout the entire process and try and avoid someone making mistake. Like, for instance, I hired the dispositions guy and he's doing very, very well right now. And I saw some mistakes that he was making in the beginning. And instead of stopping him, I went ahead and I had to bite my tongue and let him do what he was going to do so he could learn. Right. I did not want to hold handhold him through absolutely everything. Like I watched him take an offer too early, for instance, and I, I knew it was too early to take, but he had to take it. And when he did, another offer came in the next day. It was a little higher and he came to me and he said, this is what happened. And I said, absolutely. Right. You, he needed to make that mistake. And it had, I had held his hand throughout the process. 
you know, he might be still making those similar ones. So for him to make that and learn from it is awesome. So promote allowing making mistakes and learning from them. Very professional at solving issues, right? Uh, everybody looks at it as if they're not in that seat, no matter what the issue is, takes it, takes a very objective stance of it and just looks at it from a high level, 30,000 foot view. It doesn't matter if the issue is in operations, if it's in marketing, if it's in sales, everybody takes elevates out of the seat that they're in and looks at the issue from an objective standpoint and then comes up with ideas to solve it. If you guys are like, that is the best way to solve issues in an entrepreneur organization like ours. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else. You know, if people are trying to solve them subjectively where, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's an attack because it's an issue within the sales department. You, you got, you can't do that, right? You got to step out of the seat. Results, not reasons, right? Performance is measured by output, not hours at work. So we're a big organization on rewarding performance. Uh, not much else I can say about that. Like results get rewarded. You want to make more money, get more results, right? Uh, and then we're solutions oriented. If there's an issue or a problem, we expect the person that has the issue or problem to also bring a solution to the table. Don't just say, Hey, I have this issue, right? If Daniel has a problem and he's my dispositions guy, if he has an issue with a buyer or something that a buyer wants to back out, whatever, like I say, okay, what's that's the issue. I understand. Now, what are you going to do? And he's, he's going to say, well, I have a couple of backup buyers here, their offers, right? And now we can work through those solutions. Not, he doesn't just bring me the problem. So those are some of the things that I really love about blackjack real estate. And I think that are again, huge reasons why the organization is, is moving forward like it is and is comprised of the high performing individuals that we have here. Right. Uh, one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning when I first got started and it was, I definitely contemplated if this was the right spot for me. Um, this was early on the first few months. Um, I struggled with feeling like I could do more and that, that can be a scary thing when you, your current role doesn't allow you to do more. Okay. You know, when you have, when you get a players on your team, you have to make sure that you're not putting a ceiling over them and saying that, Hey, you need to stay in that role and do that role. Um, because you know, that's where we need you forever, right? You can put them in that role, but making sure that there's opportunity for growth within the organization and sometimes it's a position that may not even exist at the current state that you're in, but you have to be open. And I'm talking to the business owners. Now you have to be open to your people growing within your organization, paying them more money to do more and get more results and drive more revenue and do more and allow them to do that. I think, um, you know, one thing that encouraged, uh, was the one thing that was encouraged was the, to, the opportunities within the team. So I would bring something to Bill and Nate and they would, that would, that was encouraged. Um, and I would say, Hey, I think I could do this as well. And they would say, okay, I think I can do this as well. And they'd say, okay. And eventually that can grow and morph into a potentially a whole new role. Right. And, um, the, the one caveat to that is you have to perform at the current position to have the credibility to do that. If you bring somebody in and they're can't get a contract and they're like, yo, I want to run operations or something like that. Or, you know, they can't get an assign a property assigned and they're like, I want to be the sales manager. 
they have to be able to perform at the current role. But when they perform and excel at the current role, you should be looking to bump them up and allow them to grow within the organization. That was one piece that I was very concerned about in the beginning. And I'll say to you know, those business owners out there, make sure that you're, you're promoting your A talent and allowing them opportunities within the company. Okay. Cause if you don't, they're going to leave. Um, and there's absolutely no reason why you guys can't all stay in the same vehicle and go further, farther or further, faster together. Right. But you have to allow them to go. So, um, that was the one caveat I wanted to say everything I love about blackjack. And the one thing that I struggled with in the beginning, making sure that that piece was in place. Um, yeah, absolutely. Love, love the organization. Uh, I hope that helped, you know, hopes there's some business owners out there that you might see this and, and implement one or two things that uh, I mentioned here. Have a great day. Hi everyone, my name is Ashley and I am the Director of Operations for Blackjack Real Estate. So something that I'm going through right now is uh, figuring out this, this gray area. Um, I feel like it was pretty black and white when things started to shut down. You know, it was like, no, you can't go here. No, you can't go here. And you just kind of, um, you know, okay, you, you don't go. It's a no. The answer is no, we're not going. And now things are starting to open up. It's more, it seems to be more of, a, of an individual on me decision um, for if we're going to go to a restaurant, are we going to, am I going to go to the gym? Some gyms are open. Some, some have not opened yet. Um, you know, my daughter wants to have a sleepover and, um, you know, there, there's all of these questions that are, that I now have to make a decision, decision on. And, um, so that's just something that I feel like has, has been pretty new within probably the last week or so as things are starting to open up. So, um, that's all of those decisions have been weighing on me a bit. So that's, that's what I'm going through right now. And I'm just going to roll with the punches and, you know, make the decisions the best I can try to stay informed, um, without being overloaded with unnecessary information. And that's really all, all you can do. Right? So that's it. And I hope you all are doing well. I hope that that was helpful in some way. All right. Bye everybody. Thanks. Wait, there is something else you can do. You can pray. For me, prayer has given me peace and direction during this crazy time. So I couldn't not add that in there. All right. Thank you. Bye. Hi, my name's Robin Park. I'm the transaction manager here for Blackjack Real Estate um, for our group. I just wanted to jump on and talk to you a little bit about my thoughts in reference to the current state of events with COVID-19, um, the pandemic, and how that's affecting um, me personally and also professionally. Um, I do have uh, some positive thoughts in reference to adaptability, um, particularly pertaining to the title companies. They have done a wonderful job on setting um, new procedures in place for both the buyers and the sellers for closing procedures. Um, we've done remote closings. We have done mobile notaries. We have um, 
set up just different forms for the people to come in and close that make them feel more comfortable. The title companies have put into place procedures that allow the buyers or the sellers to receive their documents prior to closing for review. And then once they're agreed upon, they set a closing time and date to come into their parking lot, basically. And they, once they arrive, um, in the parking lot, they call the, the title company closer. They come out to the car with a mask and gloves and um, have them sign their documents right there in the parking lot, which um, alleviates them from coming into a public space or what was a public space. Um, and it keeps the, uh, the germs down by them coming out that way with the gloves and masks. So I think that's provided a comfort to both the buyers and the sellers to handle it that way. Um, and then once the documents are signed, they bring them back out with their signed copies and they're on their way Then their proceeds get wired and the closing's done. So the, the ability to adapt with the changes under the circumstances that we're living in, um, they've just provided a very quick, fast response on how to handle the closing so that didn't delay anything. Um, so that's, that's a wonderful thing that I think has, um, has happened. Um, just the ability to change your behavior quickly under the current circumstances how, uh, is how I feel like we all need to be handling things. Um, it's out of our control. We just have to roll with what we're given and um, continue to move forward. So I think that's the biggest positive impact that I've seen. Um, professionally, that's, that's where my thoughts are right now. Um, personally, I've had... Um, just a lot of things going on, just like everybody else has. I'm a mom of three children. I have a college student, a high school student, and a middle school student. Um, they're all in school. We've been doing online school, or they have been doing online school with the help of mom for my sixth grader. Um, so I basically work through the day while my sixth grader is doing her Google Classrooms. She does a Zoom for every single um, class, and then at the end of the day, when I get off work, what she can't finish or doesn't understand, then um, we work to about eight or nine o'clock at night most nights, um, turning in her work just because it's a new environment for her um, and she still needs help in those areas. Um, so that's that's been one thing. Um, cooking for five people, that's my husband, nine or three kids. That's a lot of food. <laughs> um, three meals a day, at least two meals a day, I should say. Um, everybody has to fend for themselves once a day usually. Um, so those are some changes. I also have been taking care of my elderly parents. They're 82 and 83. They live close by. Um, unfortunately, during this time frame, my father was diagnosed with cancer in his eye that is very fast spreading. So he had to have um, two immediate surgeries at Vanderbilt back to back um, within a week of each other during this time frame, so that involved uh, us helping my mom back and forth to the hospital to be with my dad because only one person could go in, and then picking up their groceries, their prescriptions. Um, that was that was something that we were working through, and then on um, Easter, my mom had to be taken by ambulance to um, the hospital because she had uh, elevated blood pressure over 200. They thought she was having a stroke. So that happened in the middle of the night at 11. Um, and then at five o'clock in the morning, they were able to get her under control and we had to go pick her up and bring her home. 
um, because my father couldn't drive. He was all patched up with his eye from his uh, cancer surgeries that he had to go through. So we've had a lot of health issues associated with that, which is not where we wanted to be in and out of a hospital environment, which was a little um, nerve wracking. Um, and then also we have underlying health issues within my own immediate family. I have asthma. So any respiratory illnesses um, have always been something that I have to be careful with to stay away from. And then our son that is 17 has an autoimmune disease and he is on immunosuppressants for that. Um, so his immune system's compromised. So we've had to, uh, just like everybody else in the country, make uh, conscious choices to um, social distance. And uh, really my husband and I are the ones that have been leaving the house to get groceries and um, running errands for my parents. Um, our kids have kind of stayed in, um, although we have let them go out, uh, our older daughter go out to the park with her soon-to-be fiance, I think, um, and, and play disc golf is what they're doing with their Frisbees. So anyway, that's uh, personally, we've had some struggles just like everybody else trying to take care of all that. Um, and my husband's pay was cut by 10%. Uh, through June. So we're hoping it's only through June. So, uh, you know, struggling with uh, figuring out finances. But overall, um, I think that the biggest thing with COVID-19, um, personally and professionally, is just learning to adapt to your new environment in a positive way. Um, so that way, everybody doesn't get down and can continue to move forward. Um, you know, a worried person sees a problem, a concerned person solves a problem. So that's what we've always taught our kids. What is the problem? How are we going to attack it and move forward um, in a productive way? So that's, that's the motto here at our house. Um, I know my, my grandmother used to say, uh, worrying is a lot like a rocking chair. Um, it keeps you busy, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So, you know, that's just kind of a funny little saying, but you do have to think about that. We can't consume ourselves with the news um, and be worried about every detail. You have to just take the information you're given and um, try to provide um, the best solution for your family to stay safe. Um, I'm just very grateful for the ability to be able to work from home, um, not only before the pandemic because of the flexibility of working from home and having three children involved in different things um, and schedules and, and all that kind of good stuff, but just the ability to still be able to make an income um, and be at home um, and not having to go out in the elements, um, not knowing you know, if you're going to catch uh, an illness that type of thing. So that is a huge blessing. Um, and that's what I think about daily. Um, I'm grateful for blackjack for that. Um, and again, professionally, I've just seen a lot of uh, adaptability within the different clients that I've worked with, both buyers and sellers and the title companies. Um, everybody's doing their part to continue to move forward. Um, so that's my take on what's going on right now and my own little microcosm. And within my job, um, I hope maybe that provides some insight of um, something positive to think about, that as long as we continue to move forward and adapt with the changes, uh, we'll, we'll do great. Hi, everyone. My name is Valentina Brega. People also call me Val. I am the sales director at Blackjack Real Estate. 
And in times like this, I can't help but feel grateful and appreciative that both my husband and I can still provide for our family. We are working from home in a safe environment, and we have always worked from home, so we have not been affected as badly as other people have. Um, in fact, we have not been affected at all, although we do miss going out and socializing with people and, and, and going back to our old routine. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's just, we're so grateful and so thankful um, to spend more time together and spend more time as a family and focus on the future and um, focus on positive things. Uh, of course, there's a little bit of anxiety and worry, uh, and you can't control the thoughts that come to your mind, but you can control not to dwell on them. And you can focus on solving the problem rather than letting fear cloud your judgment and paralyze you, paralyze your actions or your decisions. So we, my husband and I, we talk a lot about the future. We make plans. Um, we want to build a house. I'm sorry, not build. We want to buy a house <laughs> And uh, since we're renting now. And there's a little bit of this worry. Is now the right time to buy a house? Um, are we doing the right thing? But this is a risk that we want to take. And um, we think that's going to be good for, for our family. So again, we, we want to focus on controlling what we can control. And uh, we, we work on projects, we bounce ideas off of each other, and um, we just want to stay positive and, and think about good things in the future for our daughter, for us, um, and, and, you know, for just, and for our mental sanity as well. Uh, we don't want to focus on, on the news that we hear, um, just, you know, taking care of our health and uh, our relationship and our family and our jobs. And I think that's, that's what we can do at this time. So um, I hope you guys are safe as well. And uh, yeah, that's, and, and just focus on the good. I guess that's the message I wanted to, to share with you today. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to those uh, staff members talk. Um, some of them are struggling with some, personal anxiety, some stuff in the business, some uh, just very interesting perspective, isn't it? To think about that. A lot of times as business owners, we just look through our lens, like we've been talking about. We look through um, how we feel and project that onto the rest of the team, the rest of the staff. Just remember your team and your staff and even the contractors you work with, the title companies, any other employees of other staff members or other uh, companies that you work with. Um, they're looking at things differently than you. And if you can think about that and put yourself in some other people's shoes from time to time, you'll be able to manage your team better. You'll be able to lead your staff better. You'll be able to uh, do business with other uh, companies and other employees and other staff members and treat other people the way they need to be treated. So this is a time where we need to look out for each other and we need to think about that. And hopefully this helped. Hopefully this podcast, the format uh, you liked, you got to hear lots of different perspectives, lots of different things that are going on in other people's businesses and hear from some of my team members and staff members about um, what's going on in their personal life and their business life. So I want to say thank you to everybody that participated. Thank you for opening up. Thanks for uh, being vulnerable here. So, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people are going to listen to this so they can uh, be affected by it. So I appreciate every single one of you guys that reached out, that uh, provided a video, provided some, uh, uh, some input in what we're doing. And hopefully you guys like this. If, if you're listening and you enjoyed this kind of podcast and you want to hear more of these, um, I've got some ideas for some coming up. But right now we're 
we're structuring this to try to help you. So if you jump in our seven figure house flipping and wholesaling group, it's a free Facebook group. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes. If you jump in there and just tell us, what do you need? Tell me, what do you need? What do you need help with? What's going on in your business? How can we help? Um, it'll let me set up the next couple of weeks of podcasts to structure them real time for what's happening right now. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. If you liked it, if you like the structure, jump into iTunes, jump into Stitcher, to Spotify, anywhere that you guys listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review and tell me what you thought about it. Tell me if you liked it. Tell me if it was helpful for you and uh, give me some feedback. I really, really need that, especially in a time like this where we're kind of searching to figure out how to help you with this platform that I have. And I know that you're listening. I would love to get some feedback to determine you know, what, what we're going to do going forward. So thanks for sticking around. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, again, please jump in there, leave us a rating and review um, on iTunes. And also make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel. Um, I'll tell you next Thursday, but I've got a surprise for you coming up and I'll probably start posting about it on Facebook and Instagram and all of those places because um, we've got a really big announcement coming up. And if you subscribe on our YouTube channel, you'll be the first ones. If you click that little uh, bell, it'll notify you when our um, new videos are launched. And I've got a surprise coming up for you guys. And I can't wait to announce it on next week's podcast on Thursday. I'm going to be interviewing somebody. We're going to be talking about what we're rolling out for you guys. And I know you're going to like it. it. I've gotten a chance to see some of it. It's absolutely amazing. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the seven figure flipping channel on YouTube and jump into the uh, iTunes platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. All right, I'll see you guys in a couple days on the next podcast. Bye. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you're ready to learn the house flipping and wholesaling strategies that are working right now in today's market, check out sevenfigureflipping.com. 